Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC talent show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Unicorn, part one of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Yes, everybody. And if you're a unicorn, maybe grant wishes for children. Is that what unicorns do? Let's find out. Is this is this going to mention Charlie the unicorn at all? I don't know. I hope so. Unicorn. The unicorn is a legendary creature that has been described since antiquity as a beast with a single large pointed spiraling horn projecting from its forehead. This is two episodes in a row where we're using the word antiquity. It's just kind of random. That's all I'm saying. Also, that description is hilarious. In European literature and art, the unicorn has for the last thousand years or so been depicted as a white horse-like or goat-like animal with a long straight horn with spiraling grooves, cloven hooves, and sometimes a goat's beard. In the Middle Ages and Renaissance, it was commonly described as an extremely wild woodland creature, a symbol of purity and grace, which could be captured only by a virgin. In encyclopedias, its horn was described as having the power to render poisoned water potable and to heal sickness. In medieval and renaissance times, the tusk of the narwhal was sometimes sold as a unicorn horn. A bovine type of unicorn is thought by some scholars to have been depicted in seals of the Bronze Age Indus Valley civilization, the interpretation remaining controversial. An equine form of the unicorn was mentioned by the ancient Greeks in accounts of natural history by various writers, including Chesasis, Strabo, 
Pliny the Younger, Alien, and Cosmos Indacoplustus. The Bible also describes an animal, the Rheum, which some translations render as unicorn. The unicorn continues to hold a place in popular culture. It is often used as a symbol of fantasy or rarity. In the 21st century, it has become an LGBT symbol. Heck yeah, it has. History Indus Valley Civilization A creature with a single horn conventionally called a unicorn is the most common image on the soapstone stamp seals of the Bronze Age Indus Valley Civilization, IVC, from the centuries around 2000 BC. It has a body more like a cow than a horse and a curved horn that goes forward, then up at the tip. Citation needed. The mysterious feature depicted coming down from the front of the back is usually shown. It may represent a harness or other covering. Typically, the unicorn faces a vertical object with at least two stages. This is variously described as, quote, ritual offering stand, an incense burner, or a manger. The animal is always in profile on indices, but the theory that it represents animals with two horns, one hiding the other, is disproved by a much smaller number of small terracotta unicorns, probably toys, and the profile depictions of bulls, where both horns are clearly shown. It is thought that the unicorn was a symbol of a powerful clan or merchant community, but may also have had some religious significance. I hate when I go on lesbian Tinder and there's all these, like, couples saying that they're looking for their unicorn. In South Asia, the unicorn is only seen during the IVC period and disappeared in South Asian art after this. Jonathan Mark Kanoyer stated the IVC unicorn has no direct connection with later unicorn motifs observed in other parts of the world. Nonetheless, it remains possible that the IVC unicorn had contributed to later myths of fantastical one-horned creatures in West Asia. Classical Antiquity Unicorns are not found in Greek mythology, but rather in the accounts of natural history, for Greek writers of natural history were convinced of the reality of unicorns, which they believed lived in India, a distant and fabulous realm for them. The earliest description is from Chesias, who in his book Indica on India described them as wild asses, fleet of foot, having a horn, a cubit and a half, 700 millimeters, 28 inches in length, and colored white, red, and black. Unicorn meat was said to be too bitter to eat. When you said wild asses, I had just taken a sip of water and almost did an involuntary spit take. <laughs> Chessius got his information while living in Persia. Unicorns, or more likely winged bulls, appear in reliefs at the ancient Persian capital of Persepolis in Iran. Aristotle must be following Chessius when he mentions two one-horned animals, the oryx, a kind of antelope, and the so-called Indian ass. Antigonus of Charistus also wrote about the one-horned Indian ass. Strabo said that in the Caucasus there were one-horned horses with stag-like heads, Pliny the Elder mentions the oryx and the Indian ox, perhaps a greater one-horned rhinoceros, as one-horned beasts, as well as a very fierce animal called the monoceros, which has the head of the stag, the feet of an elephant, and the tail of a boar, while the rest of the body is like that of the horse. 
It makes a deep, lowing noise and has a single black horn which projects from the middle of its forehead two cubits, 900 millimeters, 35 inches in length. In On the Nature of Animals, Alien, quoting Chesius, adds that India produces also a one-horned horse and says that the monoceros was sometimes called cartazonos, which may be a form of the Arabic carcadon, meaning rhinoceros. Cosmas Indicoplustis, a merchant of Alexandria who lived in the 6th century, made a voyage to India and subsequently wrote works on cosmography. He gives a description of a unicorn based on four brass figures in the palace of the king of Ethiopia. He states from report that, quote, it is impossible to take this ferocious beast alive and that all its strength lies in its horn. When it finds itself pursued and in danger of capture, it throws itself from a precipice and turns so aptly in falling that it receives all the shock upon the horn and so escapes safe and sound. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you go capture a unicorn. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Thank you for listening to that message and the unlikely escape of the unicorn that we just had a moment ago. Middle Ages and Renaissance. Medieval knowledge of unicorns stemmed from biblical and ancient sources, and unicorns were variously represented as a kind of wild ass, goat, or horse. The predecessor of the medieval bestiary compiled in late antiquity and known as physiologus popularized an elaborate allegory in which a unicorn trapped by a maiden representing the Virgin Mary stood for the incarnation. As soon as a unicorn sees her, it lays its head on her lap and falls asleep. This became a basic emblematic tag that underlies medieval notions of the unicorn, justifying its appearance in both secular and religious art. The unicorn is often shown hunted, raising parallels both with vulnerable virgins and sometimes the passion of Christ. The myths refer to a beast with one horn that can only be tamed by a virgin. Subsequently, some writers translated this into an allegory for Christ's relationship with the Virgin Mary. Christ's relationship with the Virgin Mary? Why don't they just say Christ's relationship with his mother? Who knows? But Mary, like, put him in the basket and abandoned him, right? So they they didn't really have a relationship, right? Uh, you're mixing up Christ with Moses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. What a, what a June. 
<laughs> Did you say what a Jew? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fair. Great work. Thank you. The unicorn also figured in courtly terms for some 13th century French authors, such as the Thibault of Champagne and Richard de Fourneval. The lover is attracted to his lady as the unicorn is to the virgin. What? With the rise of humanism, the unicorn also acquired more orthodox secular meanings emblematic of chaste love and faithful marriage. It plays this role in Petrarch's Triumph of Chastity and on the reverse of Piero della Francesca's portrait of Battista Strozzi, paired with that of her husband Federico da Montefeltro, painted circa 1472-74. Bianca's triumphal car is drawn by a pair of unicorns. However, when the unicorn appears in the medieval legend of Barlam and Josephat, ultimately derived from the life of the Buddha, it represents death, as the golden legend explains. Unicorns in religious art largely disappeared after they were condemned by Milanus after the Council of Trent. The unicorn, tameable only by a virgin woman, was well established in medieval lore by the time Marco Polo described them as scarcely smaller than elephants. They have the hair of a buffalo and feet like an elephant's. They have a single large black horn in the middle of the forehead. They have a head like a wild boar's. They spend their time by preference wallowing in mud and slime. They are very ugly brutes to look at. They are not at all such as we describe them when we relate that they let themselves be captured by virgins, but clean contrary to our notions. It is clear that Marco Polo was describing a rhinoceros. <laughs> Alicorn. Main article. Unicorn horn. The horn itself and the substance it was made of was called alicorn, and it was believed that the horn holds magical and medicinal properties. The Danish physician Ole Worm, yes, determined in 1638 that the alleged alicorns were the tusks of narwhals. Such beliefs were examined wittily and at length in 1646 by Sir Thomas Brown in his Pseudodoxia Epidemica. What is that? Um, it is inquiries into very many received tenets and commonly presumed truths, also known simply as pseudoxia epidemica or vulgar errors. Uh, so it's a book. Looks like a comedy book. I get it. False alicorn powder made from the tusks of narwhals or horns of various animals was sold in Europe for medicinal purposes as late as 1741. The alicorn was thought to cure many diseases and have the ability to detect poisons, and many physicians would make cures and sell them. Cups were made from alicorn for kings and given as a gift. These were usually made of ivory or walrus ivory. Entire horns were very precious in the Middle Ages and were often really the tusks of narwhals. Aww. And that's where we're going to end it for today. Yes, there's going to be a lot more about unicorns. There's a whole section about entrapment of unicorns, which I am eager to read. We're not going to be able to read this entire page, but we are reading entrapment. Yeah, the entrapment of unicorn section. This has been the Wikipedia page of Unicorn, part one of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten. Except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your unicorn horns. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.